When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I try to explain things and I try to explain things and I try to explain things. And somehow people just don't listen or they don't process it correctly. So we're going to go back and we're going to talk about Jonathan Taylor and the decision that the Colts need to make to either extend him this offseason or wait to see what happens this season and then franchise tag him. The choice is really obvious and the criteria are really obvious and some people just don't get it. So we're going to go over it again and try to help you see the light because that's what we do here. We try to explain things in a way where you see the light. It's about seeing the light. Do you see the light? Yes, I see the light. We've all seen the Blues Brothers. We know what it's like with uh, Reverend Cleophas James, his church, great James Brown. Do you see the light? You will after this. All right, then we're going to talk about CBS Sports. CBS Sports, they do fun, relatively well-researched rankings, and and sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. In this case, I think that they're wrong. They lump the Indianapolis Colts along with the Houston Texans in Tier 5 of the AFC. There are only five tiers. That's not a good place to be. Fifth of five is not good. It's silly season in the NBA, and people are talking about trades and this and that. Pascal Siakam is rumored to be, uh, the Pacers have some interest in him. And the Raptors have some interest in dealing him. Of course they do. Of course they would. So we're going to talk about that too. We got things to talk about today, and there's a lot going on. The NCAA tournament, it is not going to expand right now. Dan Gavitt, God bless. You know what? I'd like to find you someplace downtown Indianapolis near that NCAA headquarters and give you a big hug. Give you a big hug, just squeeze you like this. I'd like to do that. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Thursday, July 13th, 2023. We're brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neilly is just the best dentist that there ever was. Dentistry is health care. You want to choose a dentist wisely, not just one that takes your insurance, although Dr. Mike likes, likely does that too. Give him a call, 317 317- 849-2933 is the number. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Got to get, how? let's get a lot of likes. 21 of you are watching right now. Let's get to uh, 21 likes, for goodness sake. That would mean everybody's hitting the button. And if you want to make a donation, I'll see a graphic with your comment or your question. I will answer it expeditiously. 
Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about Jonathan Taylor. So I got to tell you the truth. I'm in the car. I'm listening to the radio. I'm listening to 105 or 107.5 The Fan with Jimmy Cook and James Boyd. And, and James Boyd I like. And Jimmy Cook I worked with for a while over at 1430. Wonderful guy. Love, uh, love Jimmy. Love James. Nice guys. Smart guys. But they keep talking about Jonathan Taylor and whether you extend him or franchise him in this context. Well, you don't want him to be disappointed. What? When? I got to tell you the truth. I've been in the room. I've been in conference rooms. I've been in offices where raises were discussed for people. And one thing that never came up in terms of, hey, we need to give this person a raise or give that person a raise or this a person we're going to give a raise, but we're not going to give a, a raise to this person. Raises approved, denied, tabled, whatever. Been there 150 times. And I've never heard anybody say, well, you know, he or she will be disappointed. Is that going to be a problem for us? That's never come up. You don't talk about disappointment. You talk about two things. One, what's the person's output? What are they doing and of what value is it to you? And how much money do you have to give raises? The NFL's got a hard salary cap. You can only spend so much money. So if you and you've got to spend 91% of that salary cap on a four-year rolling average. So over the course of four years, you have to have spent 91% on average of your cap space. And in teams, to, or you have to give it back to the roster. All right. So what it is, you know how much money you've got to spend. You know exactly what that number is. And you know what Jonathan Taylor has done for you. You know those two things. You make the decision based upon that. Jonathan Taylor is a professional. He's not going to mope around. He's not going to play less well because he's not dealt with in a way that he perceives to be fairly. Fair has nothing to do with it and deserves got nothing to do with it. Clint Eastwood was right. What it is is what you can afford, and you're trying to put together a team of 53 to go win a championship. You're not trying to make one guy smile. Nobody runs a business that way. At least no successful businessman does that. And you got other guys. You got other people on this roster who are also going to want some money. Grover Stewart is going to be a free agent after this year. Kenny Moore is going to be a free agent after this year. Kenny Moore is the one cornerback you got right now on your roster who has really ever played a meaningful snap as a cornerback. You want Kenny Moore? Kenny Moore could get despondent. He can get just as sad as Jonathan Taylor. Michael Pittman can get just as sad. Well, we now we got four sad guys. We got three sad guys because we extended Jonathan Taylor in order that he's smiling. Look, here's what the Colts did. In 1999, after the 98 season, they traded Marshall Falk to the Rams. They went from being a 3-13 team to being a 13-3 team. Then... After the 2004 season, they franchised Edger and James for 2005. After 2005, they let Edge go. Edge went, and they drafted Joseph Adai. They went to a Super Bowl, and they won that Super Bowl. Delvin Cook is unemployed right now. Now he's going to be employed 
He's a running back. This is what happened. Le'Veon Bell didn't want to play for the franchise tender, the franchise tag money. So he sat out 2018, I think. And then he signed a pretty big deal with the Jets, and he never lived up to the hype. This happens quite a bit. You can live without even a really good running back. Tell me about a running back. I'm interested. Tell me about a running back who has been such a linchpin in a championship season that he needed to be retained. Who's that guy? Emmett Smith. You can come with Emmett Smith. Barry Sanders, one of the best ever, right? Emmett won multiple Super Bowls, but he's an anomaly. Barry Sanders never won a Super Bowl. Walter Payton won one Super Bowl because he was playing on the other side of the best defense in the history of the NFL. O.J. Simpson, no Super Bowl. Hate to even bring up his name. Gail Sayers, we talk about Gail a lot. Never went to the playoffs. Never played in the postseason. You can go down a long list of running backs in the NFL, regardless of the era who played at the highest possible level and didn't get jacked done as far as the Lombardi Trophy. That's running back. And that's why running backs can be franchised at a lower level than anybody, any position group in the NFL other than special teams. That's why it's $10.09 million per year. And if Saquon Barkley doesn't want to play for $10 million, if, Jonathan, if playing for $10 million makes Jonathan Taylor sad, that's tough shit. I don't care. $10 million is a lot of money. $10 million is $100,000 a year for 100 people. 100 families could live pretty, not really high in the hog, but kind of, based upon being 1% stakeholders in Jonathan Taylor's salary. So don't tell me about sad. I don't want to hear about how sad it is to make $10 million instead of $13 million. Are you crazy, people? What the hell's the matter with you? Play because you love it and earn because you need it. That's what Jonathan Taylor's got to do. And if he's looking at it in the other direction, he ought to change agents because his agent isn't telling him straight. And if you think somehow, some way, that the Colts need to bend over backwards to accommodate Jonathan Taylor because they don't want to make Jonathan Taylor sad, that is crackers. That's complete insanity. Michael Pittman Jr. has got to get paid, or who you got catching a football from your brand shiny new quarterback? Grover Stewart's a really good defensive tackle, and he's going to have a career year because he's playing for his money. It's an important thing. Kenny Moore. Do you extend Kenny Moore or you let him go? Mm, tough decisions, but this one isn't tough. $10 million for Jonathan Taylor is a good deal, and it gives you leverage to go spend elsewhere. Good for the Colts for not doing what is so patently obvious, and that, and that people think somehow feelings have something to do with it. Have you ever been in the room where a business decision was made? If you had, you would know. All right, CBS, they got, uh, they got the Colts with the Texans in Tier 5 of the AFC, and that's no good. And that tier is described as rebuilding with rookie quarterback. All right, they got Stroud. Colts have Richardson. That's the way it works, right? I, 
I don't think so. I think they're wrong. I think the Colts have a chance to do some things because of that offense. I think if Anthony Richardson can play a little bit, and with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, and hopefully, look, Jonathan Taylor is also coming off a season where he played 11 games. That's it. So let's think about that, too. And think about this. Shaquille Leonard is going to earn $19.7 million this year, and knock wood, he plays to earn that money. Matt Ryan costs $18 million against the cap. That's about $38 million against the cap that the Colts are spending for two people, one of whom you know isn't going to play it down for you, and the other one, i.e., it's about 30% that he's going to be able to play, at least judging from the tea leaves that are being offered by the team and by Shaquille Leonard himself. That's $38 million against the cap that you are... Ta-ta, bye-bye. You don't think $38 million would buy you some good football players? You damn right it would. So let's not get that twisted either. Not like Jim Ursay's putting all this jack in his pocket. He owns all the guitars. How much more can he spend? At any rate, uh, by the way, the Titans, good news kind of in these tiers is that the, the Texans are in the same tier and same division as the Colts. And then the Titans are in Tier 4, and that is the the in-the-hunt group. That means they suck, but they don't suck as bad as the flat-out rebuilding teams. Okay. Then you got the Jags in Tier 2, which is wouldn't be surprised if they made a run. They're picked to go to the playoffs, but not be in the AFC Championship game. Tier 1, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills. You know that. I don't need to tell you that. So that's where, but here's the thing. It isn't Optimism Wednesday, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you where I'm not optimistic, and that's in the national media's ability to ferret out fact from fiction. What they do is they look back. They look back in the rearview mirror, and they say, oh, well, X happened in 2022, so 2023, we're going to get a lot more of the same. That's not the way the NFL works, my friends. The NFL, topsy-turvy, things happen in the NFL, and things are going to happen for the Indianapolis Colts. All right, silly season, trade talks. That's what happens in the NBA right now. You got all that media out there in Vegas, and what do they get to do? They get to try to generate stories and clicks based upon craziness. So people are talking about Pascal Siakam, coming to the Pacers, and who knows what goes the other direction. Buddy Heald and somebody. So it all evens out money-wise. But Buddy Heald's in the final year of his contract. Pascal Siakam is in the final year of his contract. Are the Pacers willing, with the young roster they've got, to extend Pascal Siakam, who is right now making $37 million with the Toronto Raptors? That's a good question. And the answer is going to be, i got to believe, no. Unless Kevin Pritchard, like, goes completely different in type from what he's been as a team president, Pascal Siakam is not coming to the Pacers. Uh, NCAA tournament expansion. According to Dan Gavitt, the NCAA's senior vice president of basketball, they need to be good stewards of the event, and right now that means that expanding the tournament is not imminent. Beautiful. Don't do it. 68 teams is enough. How many damn teams do you need? And stop with this. Well, you've got to have 25% of the teams in the tournament, or how is it representative of the entire population of teams that could win this tournament? Nobody outside the top 32 in the tournament 
I believe this is correct, has ever won the thing. Come close, but never won it. You can make a really strong case that the tournament ought to be contracted if the goal of the tournament is to find the best team in the nation. It should be contracted to 32 teams. You can make that case a hell of a lot easier than to find the best tournament in the country. We need to expand it to 90 or 96. That's crazy. That doesn't hold water. It's not logical. And I'm telling you, you get greedy enough, you're going to kill this damn thing. So don't get greedy. You know how many people, you know how many people who don't know a damn thing about college basketball sit down and fill out brackets and then win the pool? Not knowing anything. It happens all the time. The people who know stuff, they don't win very often. However, the, these people who fill out the brackets not knowing anything about basketball, you make that bracket big enough with, with 96 teams, they aren't going to know whether to laugh shit or go blind. So let's deal with this in a rational way and not let money take over yet again. Look, I'm a capitalist. I appreciate money. I like it. I, I'd like to have more money. But I'm not going to corrupt who I am in order to get it. I hope that the NCAA follows suit. I'd like the NFL to follow suit. I'd like Major League Baseball, which released inexplicably its schedule for 2024 today. How about own a news cycle in November or December? What in the hell are you doing at any rate? Tomorrow's Friday, and that gives us hope, <laughs> doesn't it? We got a weekend coming up, and it's going to be balls-to-the-wall fun, and that's it. That's all I'm having this weekend, nonstop fun from about 4 o'clock to 24 hours from right now. Fun and frolic all the way up to Sunday at 8 o'clock p.m. That is, that's, 48, that's 52 hours of fun. I challenge you to join me.